gentlemen, welcome to the year of our Lord, 2024. I must say, it started with probably one of, if not my favorite weeks of the year yesterday. Uh, I have to say, that was probably the most enjoyable Week 18 I can remember in my football watching career. There's been a lot of bad Week 18s, or they used to be Week 17s, back in ye yonder prehistoric era of my youth. Uh, many a year where it was like, if the Cowboys can beat the Eagles in week the last week of the year, they're in the playoffs and we would lose. Um, but man, yesterday was fucking sick. Boys, that was a, a great week 18. Cowboys win. Eagles lose. Eagles are frauds. Hurts is a bum. Cowboys home playoff game. They're going to lose to the Bucks. We're going to beat the Packers. That's it. That's where I'm at. I'm glad the Eagles finally caught up with the script, dude. I was saying all last year they're going to turn back into a pumpkin. Fucking Hurts is a fraud. Like, they're, it's going to all fall apart. And for 11 weeks this year, I was like, they're going to get away with it. Like, I'm going to look stupid because they're going to – but nope. It finally caught up with the right. reality. Finally would no longer allow for their bullshit. Got to give you credit, man. You were calling that when no one else was. Neither me or Ben. You're damn right. Or like why Andy's just blinded with hate. I had to endure countless, like, is Jalen Hurts the most underrated player in the history of the NFL? Has there ever been an MVP candidate so deserving as young Jalen Hurts? Like, oh, it was so fucking aggravating, and I'm so glad it's all falling apart. You you were you were alone on that bridge for a while. He he hoodwinked me, sad to say. Um but who never hoodwinked me is Nick Sirianni. That dude was always a chode. As soon as his coordinators left, he's been revealed as a chode. And that's it's that's funny beautiful to watch. Like I've never I've never rooted on someone's on these guys now. And it's so funny to watch them be like, Wait, is Sirianni bad? I'm like, Oh, but buddy. Like everyone's been fucking saying this to you for oh, two years. God, I've never like enjoyed the downfall of one human being so much as what I'm seeing. For sure, I mean, might get fired, which would be so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I I do think there's a really good shot he gets fired, dude. Like, there's, I mean, they're calling for like Howie Roseman's fucking head at this point. If they get bounced by Baker Mayfield, I think Sirianni goes. I really do. I mean, he doesn't, I do too. Isn't, isn't there their second season, right? Is this his third? Third. Yeah. Third? third season. Third season. Three three years, I three mean, straight playoff appearances in the yeah, Super Bowl. It'd be Super funny. Bowl. The I problem mean, is, you know, I, with I them. Agree with that, except that he doesn't call plays. He doesn't, like, call the defense. Like, he he's basically well, like Mike McCarthy. He's like Tomlin, right? He's a he's yeah, a culture he's a guy, C- and like he's a, he's a coach. Yeah, he's a culture guy, and if your culture, if your players, if you lose the locker room, which is what it feels like is hap- happening in Philadelphia, we're talking about one of the worst collapses second half of the season than I can remember. It's or if you it's, lose the locker room, it's historic. Yeah, no team that's gone ten and one has ever finished with less than twelve wins. Like they were ten and one. They Hertz was the MVP favorite. They were like multi-game lead on the one seed. It was entirely in their grasp. And they had gotten through the toughest part of their year. Like, they were done with the hard games. They'd gotten through the Chiefs. They'd gotten through the Bills. They'd gotten through Miami. They beat us. All they had to do was, like, ride out through the rest of this kind of, like, they, we were. I remember us on that episode being like, God, did they have, like, 
Arizona and the Giants twice. Well, that's the thing. Like, even when we, even when they got blown out back to back games against San Francisco and us, I know we came on here and we were very gleeful. It was a fun pod. And we were, we we brought the surmising. We're surmising the idea that they would be broken. I, I, I don't think any of us, or I'll at least speak for myself, ever thought that it was to that extent. Like, I, I, I certainly didn't think they would drop games to the Cardinals and Giants. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. And, I mean, they showed cracks of this. I remember last year when they lost to us on Christmas Eve, I remember there was, like, some finger-pointing in that locker room, and I remember making note of that and being like, like that's not that's not a great sign, and they definitely have that kind of if you want to call it a culture where that's really only cool when you win, man. Like the whole mm-hmm. like fuck Dallas, like you know screaming at fans like you won the Super Bowl when you beat the Colts by three points, like all that shit is like kind of very Philly ish. Like I can see how that goes over really well there uh, when you're winning, but as soon as you lose and especially to lose like this, they've done all the things that you cannot do when you lose. You can't do the highly publicized players only meeting the week before the game. Like that is, it's a real hail Mary of a cultural move because that's telling the world that like, Hey, the players had to like meet without the coaches. Like there's something missing when the coach is in the room that we think we can solve as players. And then to go out and get splashed on, by the Giants, dude. I mean, Tyrod Taylor basically gave himself like three more years in the league by playing that game against Philly yesterday. That's incredible. I think I really I I mean maybe I'm crazy, but I really think the Bucks beat them. I really do. I, oh, I think they're they're done without a doubt at this point. Yeah, the only team they could have played was the I think Falcons. So. They might have been the Falcons. My greatest hope in the world is. If the Eagles could somehow pull it together and beat Tampa Bay and then beat the Niners and feel on top of the world and then we smash them at home, that would be literally the funniest thing in the world to me. I, I think that would be the only way that this could end any better. It would be like I, a, I don't I want going out sad. No, I want I want the Bucks. I want to, yeah, I don't I don't want them to have any happy. Honestly, if they beat the Bucks, whatever. If they beat the Niners, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Like I'm not gonna want to play them. I mean, I I kind of will. I'll never be afraid of the Eagles, dude. I'll never be afraid of the Eagles. Like, I for me, like even the Niners, it's like I really do think the Niners just have our number. I don't think it's that they're just such a better team than us. They're clearly like they're. It's a Styles make fights type of matchup, and they have a cheat code right now where they pay their quarterback with some concession stand stuff from the game and and are able to pay the rest of their roster, which is a huge advantage. I, I so they have Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and et cetera. CMC. What? Yeah, I, I, was, I said, I think Brock gets paid in like 2K points. I think he's just like yeah. buying <laughs> the, VC, the VC yeah. currency. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so, so that's, I mean, that's, you know, this is, you know, we've been <laughs> we've been loving the demise of the Eagles, but this is a Cowboys podcast, so... Let's uh we let's flip it over. Cowboys podcast. This is Boys Will Be Boys, in fact. I am Andy Gatelli. I am Benjamin Walker. I'm Zachary Love. And we actually so this is our first episode since Christmas. We had all kinds of life stuff come up between the Miami game and this game. Uh obviously you know we dropped one to Miami by like a couple points. We go we turn around, we have this 
nail biter that should never have been a nail biter against Detroit. There's all this controversy. They, the whole world decides to make a big moral stand about the most hilarious missed call in the NFL. Um, I thought all of it was hilarious. And then it all kind of culminated in this game where after Philly loses to Arizona, suddenly the doors open for the Cowboys to win the two seed. And I had, I didn't even think about that. I really didn't not even like consider that an opportunity. And then suddenly you're like, oh my God, dude, we could win against Washington, get the two seed and play two home games. And today, as we sit here recording on Monday, January 8th, that's where we are. We are playing two, potentially two home playoff games if we win. Like it's crazy. crazy. It's crazy the way it broke because I, I still thought as wounded as Philadelphia was, they would take care of business against the Cardinals and Giants. And they didn't. And so it's such a weird thing. And it, you did. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I, I think the way it played out the last month, the entire NFC powers started all looking a little mortal. I mean, even San Francisco got smacked around by the Ravens, uh, CMC nursing a calf injury. They finally, you know, that kind of brought them down. I mean, they were on a pedestal so high. I mean, everyone was about to just hand them the Lombardi trophy. And then that Ravens game happened on Christmas and boom, big step down. The Eagles have been in free fall when we just highlighted that for the last month. And the Lions kind of picked themselves up. So that game with the Lions was really weird where, you know, we, we talked about it, the two-point conversion. My quick take on it was, and I said this in chat, like, yeah, I mean, the refs fucked up at the end, but also it should have never got there. We've been fucked by the refs many times. It's a regular season game, and Dan Campbell probably shouldn't have gone for two anyway. He knew that game didn't matter huge in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, they try to get cute and trick us, and they trick the refs, and that sucks. I mean, shit happens, man. I don't I don't know what you want from me. The tri- you know, if we get the trip call, it's probably over. So it's, that it's, game, it's very funny. It's a very funny hill to die on because what they're asking for is not for the refs to make correct calls. That's not the ask. Because if the refs make all correct calls, they lose. So because of the tripping call that happened on the drive previous to that one. So what they want is a very specific reality where the refs <laughs> one make a very incorrect call followed by a hyper specific correct call that enables only them to win. So like. Yeah, man, I don't know. You want the refs to make you win the game? We all do that, okay? Like, I would love for the refs to just, like, walk out to the coin toss, call Philadelphia lame, and then declare the Cowboys the winners. And we can beat them. But that, it doesn't happen like that most of the time. I'm still waiting on that one. So, boo. Oh, yeah. For, for, for the Detroit, biggest takeaway? To put, up, to put up billboards is the most poverty franchise behavior I've ever seen enacted in the history of time. Like, they put up Decker reported. In this happens. Detroit. Yeah, I'm like, saying I was supporting the Lions. I was liking them because you know they had even sure. worse playoff success than us. Like they have a good season. I was like, oh, that's good for them. Million you know, after, worse playoff success. After seeing this though, and like the response and just their sense of fucking entitlement that they finally have a team that's kind of good. It's like I'm hoping they don't win a single playoff game. I want the Rams to beat them. It's that. Yeah, dude, I, I kind of hope Stafford just goes back and drills them. And it seems like they will, honestly. The Rams look fucking very good. They beat the Niners. Like, kind of glad they're not seeing the Rams first round, uh, quite dude, frankly. That would that game would worry me significantly more than uh, what we're going to see. The, the funniest thing that happens in the NFL season is, and it happens once a year. Every year you'll find this. And I know the rule because every fan base or the whiniest fan base at some point 
their fans will point out. They'll do a deep dive and find that under Rule 17 of the NFL rulebook, the commissioner can overturn the results of a game. And people will go fucking nuts for it for like a week, and the media will low-key feed into it. My uh, my wife's uh, I guess my mother in law she uh she was FaceTiming my wife and I walked in she was like I read something that they might overturn that game and I was like no no trust me that is that is the whiniest of fans every now and then this, this gets like a, a ton of play and uh whenever you reach that that's peak pettiness peak wine if the Saints didn't get a shot I would say if the Saints- if it doesn't get rolled back for that, it's never getting rolled back. Okay, like, and they tried to throw the Saints bones. They did like you can re- you can do reviews on PI. They did that for like six weeks the next year just to try to like pretend they were doing something, and then they quietly got rid of that rule because <laughs> it was so fucking egregious. That truly is like I think the biggest fuck up in the history. Dude, of the that, NFL. that dude just got murdered going for a pass. Like so- twenty feet away, and the guy just, <laughs> just drills the receiver, and the refs just like. Good tackle, son. All right. You're <laughs> just like, like, like <laughs> in a Saints bar in Austin with Saints fans when that happened, my heart just truly broke for them. Like I was like, this is the Des catch magnified by a million because you're like objectively correct. You know what I mean? Like everyone yeah. in the world knows you got fucked and there's nothing you can do. And they did that whole thing. They were like, I, I think we might get to replay the game. They might yeah. push the Super Bowl back to me. I was like, <laughs> Never in a million they're years. Like, and of course they they start doing like they're like think about all the extra commercials they could sell if they played the game again. <laughs> they're not doing that. Like you're not you're not stop. Oh, so yeah, man. And look, Detroit, you're still in the playoffs. You're just going to get run through by the Rams, and that's going to be the end I, of it. And I think my least time. favorite thing about that game, and I told, I mean, we were texting after it. My big takeaway was, regardless of winning or losing, I mean, now it, it, it's come to be beautiful for us because we got the two seats. So the end result is fantastic for us. But that game, we definitely didn't walk away feeling good. Like, that was a low-key shitty game for us. Um, yeah. Dude, this, and the, the way CD, it ended. Uh, fumble to the end zone was fucking just soul-crushing. CD fumble through the end zone. Like, we McCarthy just butchers in game clock management and then the defense just just he's yet to lose us a game from that every time he fucks up the clock at the very end we somehow win every fucking time that when that happened again i was like i guess this means we're gonna win but i don't know that bet dude how long you want to ride that one dude like dude golf golf next drive looks he hadn't moved the ball for like 90 minutes of real time, and then they just walked down the field on our defense. That was probably the most alarming thing. And the defense, you could still say overall played okay, but oh man, they got absolutely dog-walked on that drive. I mean, just walked up the field with effortless, effortless touchdown for the Lions. And then we're, you know, the in-game shenanigans take place. So that game was funky. I, I don't really want a rematch with the Lions just because I don't – want to see that replay of 500 times. It's just going to annoy the shit out of me. And all these people are going to I be think, fake throwing out, oh, it's karma, it's karma, we're going to win this. But I, I don't think, I can't imagine that's how it works out. I think the Rams beat the Lions. I think then the Rams are just going to get throttled by, not throttled, but I don't think the Rams beat the Niners twice. I can't imagine that happening. Um, if it does, so much the better. I'm, Frankly, I'm way more down to play the Rams than the Niners in the NFC title game. That's how, and we would get to play it at home, which would be fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, so 
Then so you go Cowboys win, Rams win, Bucks win. Do the but let's see here. The Bucks are okay. They're they are a higher seed than the Rams. So then it'd be us versus the Bucks, Niners yeah. versus the Rams. If the Rams beat the Niners and then we get to play the fucking yeah, like then we get to play the Bucks. If the Niners lose before we get there, then yeah, I mean our that's our that's our ultimate goal. But let's uh, I guess quickly we're getting a little ahead of skis. Just focus on Week 18 for people who I guess wanted our reaction. We said we we go through it a little bit. Um, so we did enter this game fresh off that Lions game, fresh off the Dolphins loss. Uh, the Eagles had just lost to the Cardinals the week before in hilarious fashion. They did not make the Arizona Cardinals punt. I mean, James Conner just <laughs> had it was at his way with them. So we entered this week with the lead in the division, and all we needed to do was win, and we were in. So we had a little bit something to play for. If we lost, I guess it wouldn't matter now. We still would have won the division looking at what happened to the, the Eagles. But there was a chance that if the Eagles won and we lost, we'd be the five seed. And so, you know, obviously the home road splits are very prone profound on this team but for those who don't know we're undefeated at home basically like three and five now four and five on the road so having home fields pretty big for this team this year um Huge. at least it appears that way considering especially just how they play winter, you're talking about like a team that has struggled to run the ball that was the and we're a dome team game. we are i mean it just is yeah. what it is we're a dome team like you know uh they play better just Where's without the, the elements this year it's Vegas, Dome, baby. Okay, fuck yeah, dude. Us in the sphere, dude. The sphere will look down on us and be like, "Good for you, Cowboys, go." <laughs> the yeah, eye. we came in. I was a little worried about this when we were a full two touchdown favorite. It was just one of those games where it's like, there's something to play for. Suddenly, like, could well, and, something go? Wrong? And we hadn't been playing great. Was my point? Like, even though we beat the Lions, it wasn't you know this super feel good moment. Uh, you know, so it, and we didn't look great against the Dolphins the week before. We lost twenty two twenty. The offense had kind of spurted, so I was a little nervous. But the game started perfectly. You know, we we defer. We get a stop on fourth down. The the Washington was pulling out all the stops, like flea flicker, like go for it on fourth down. They threw it. They gave like a carry to Hal, who then threw it downfield, and Gilly almost knocked that away. They tried the Philly special at one point. I was like, yeah, good lord, did. dude. <laughs> like every fourth down Rivera saw, he was trying to save his job out there with the Haliban. And Major Tutty was on site. We had never won a game with Major Tutty on site. I was I was nervous for Rowdy, man. I never had eyes on him. So, uh, it got it was, scary. He got scary, man. And all of a sudden, we look good. They fumble the kickoff. We're up 7 nothing. They or Sorry, they, we are up 7 nothing. They fumble the kickoff. We get we stall out on Andy. Kind of highlighted a pretty shitty play calling little stretch. Um, that was incredibly frustrating. We so we do score a touchdown effortlessly on the first drive from offense. Dak was absolutely dealing. Uh, throws a kind of a brilliant pass to Tolbert for the touchdown. He intentionally throws it kind of behind it because the cornerback had overcommitted to the outside boundary, and so he's able to just float one so that Tolbert could just like kind of stop in place and go up and get it, which I really liked. He was um, feeling himself. Dude, Dak was in the... With was, that throw. Outside of that tip, dude. Outside of the, the one that got tipped of the line that turned into a pick, which was shitty. Yeah. I, I was worried for Dak because the, there's been that uh, that quote that's been repeated ad nauseum all year where Dak said, I'm not throwing 10 picks this year. And which, I was like, oh, For the no, record, dude. he did not no, say that. 
that is falsely attributed to him when they were talking to him in the preseason and it has been thrown around that he said this. He basically said something like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to get it under control. He didn't specifically say, oh, I am not throwing 10 interceptions this year. He didn't, like, bang his fist out. But he didn't. He didn't. Mm-hmm. So you're right. There was that sort of hanging in the balance. But It's a shame that Dak, Dak was just one year too early, dude, because I found out this morning from ESPN that from Josh Allen, turnovers don't matter, dude. Like, they walked me through how he scores so much that his turnovers are kind of meaningless. So even though, like, he, the first fumble wasn't his fault, the second fumble was, like, a freak accident, and then the pick, he was just kind of throwing that up. So, like, those three turnovers, like, that, it doesn't even matter, dude. Winning is, is such crazy. a fucking funny fragrance because you can play, like, absolute cheek shit and like josh allen's played well this year no mistake i think he's played good football but he's played the exact same as when they were six and six than when they won their last five games they've just happened to win the games this time and so now everyone's like oh yeah he's i was like dude he's the same guy he's still turning it over at nauseum but um whatever but yeah so so we did score and then uh, on the first play from scrimmage, Jordan Lewis, who's come up big in the last couple games, dude. He started to make plays, which is pretty awesome. He strips the ball out from uh, Brian Robinson, and we get the ball on the Washington 31. We drive from the 31 to the 15. We get the first and 10 on the 15. We do the classic Pollard up the gut for, for no gain. He had a good game, though, for, for he, he did. I, I, I Absolutely. The run game in general. Dottle looked awesome. He ripped off two huge Ooh. runs for like 20 yards apiece, and Tony was good all night. Um, but then on second and 10, we try to go deep to Gallup, which is just mm. like, come on, man, stop doing that. Like, he doesn't even need to be on the field. And then on third and 10, we pulled out a classic screen pass with no blockers on third and 10. <laughs> man gets a yard. So fourth and nine, we go for the kick and it gets blocked because we have our backup guards in there and they get absolutely bamboozled by someone jumping over their arms. So yeah, that sucked. Uh, It looked like it was going to be shitty. They score a touchdown on the very next drive. We're marching down the field. We go from our 25 to their 39 and Dak's pass gets tipped and it gets picked. Um, That's when I got, yeah, it gets scary right there because you're about to go up 10, nothing all of a sudden seven, seven, then you get the tip pick, and it looks like they're going to drive down and score again. And they, we hold them to a field goal. And I tweeted, I tweeted it out from the account like adversity. We meet again. Like let's see, let's see what because we've seen this team fold under shit like that. And Andy was certainly losing his head in the in the chat. And I was uh, for sure. I was very pleasantly surprised how they looked. They immediately marched down the field. Dallas does and gets a touchdown to go fourteen ten and. I mean, really, that was it. I mean, at that point, they just started. CeeDee Lamb had the – that was, I think, the great, like, extension right before half to put us up 21-10, and then we just smacked them around. Yeah. yeah, you get the touchdown, then you get a pick, then you score another touchdown, and then you score coming out of the half. So you, you basically you double score up. three I think times it's the first, without, Yeah, I think it's the first – or is it the second? It's one of the only times this season we've doubled up, like scoring a touchdown right before the half, getting the ball at half, and then scoring a touchdown. So we flipped the whole game right there. Yeah, and we scored touchdowns on four straight drives on the on either side of halftime. Um, Dak was just in his element, man. The one that really impressed me was the one, I think it was in the third quarter, where he had to scramble a little bit, and he was like, the pocket was great. For having two backup guards in, protection was excellent. 
And it wasn't as best. And he and he directed CD, and then he just like looked off the defenders and fired one into the back of the end zone between three guys, threaded the needle, and CD caught it in the back of the end zone. I was like, oh, Dak is just fucking murdering it right now. Yeah, I would say um, he had a huge game, by the way. 31 to 36, 280, four TDs, the one pick, which was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I will say, you know, we, we Tyler Smith and Zach Martin were out. We, we did forget to mention that Tyler Smith got hurt at the end of the Lions game or middle of the Lions game. Yeah, full tear of the plantar fasciitis. So, like, they're saying he might be able to play in the playoffs, but it's like... I'm, I've heard divisional round. Him. I've heard divisional round is probably okay. okay, but I don't know how he's going to play wild card. Zach Martin just didn't play because of illness. I'm sure they just didn't want to fuck around with that, so I'm not too worried about Zach. It, later in this game, uh, Gilly took a dive Left for a field. ball, came came off the field that looked real bad, and then after the game, they, he said that he just his shoulder popped out. They popped it back in, and he could have gone if it was a big game. He just they just didn't want to risk it, so that's good. Like, we do not want to return to the days of, like, one cornerback Dallas. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, we had a bland siding, too. He got a pick late in this game. Uh, this team just front runs, man, like not, nothing I've ever seen. When we get a 10-point lead or 14-point lead, it's just over. I don't know what yeah. it is. This team plays with such crazy energy and confidence that we turn every double-digit lead into a four-touchdown lead. A like, they just – Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's, it's fun to watch, but it was sick, dude. Like, I mean, the defense comes alive at that point. They got they were getting sacks like crazy. Um, Dante Fowler had a huge game, sack and a half for him. Sam Williams, uh, special teams got finally blocked a punt without just blasting a punter and getting fifty-three <laughs> yeah. yards, which was really nice. Um, Dorrance Armstrong had a, a a great sack in this one. So, yeah, man, they ended up. Uh, playing really well on that side. I got to give it up to the offensive line, man. A clean sheet, dude. Zero sacks. Now, some of that's Dak. He did a good job getting the ball out when they were about to get to him. He had several times where they were, like, right on top of him, and he managed to, like, get a really nice ball out. Um, One thing I think I was texting you all about this this morning, you know, it's interesting because this is the last game of the year. You can kind of finally see the year-end stats for a lot of these guys. And I know that we've talked a lot about, like, hey – you know, CD Lamb is the only real weapon on this team. And I, I do think that he's in a class of his own. I mean, 1,749 yards. Um, yeah, you know, the NFL and catches. Two on yards the line. And yeah. I, I think he led the NFL. He was almost the triple crown winner besides, I think, Reek had him in yards. But. And, he, and, and if you do scrimmage yards, it is Lamb. So, like, you, you put in yeah. CD's rushing yards, he, he overtakes Reek. Because only beat, Reek only beat him by 50 yards, and CD mm-hmm. had more touchdowns. He's the best so, running back we have. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely make that case, dude. Uh, that when he gets when he gets a carry, you can tell. Like there was a carry he had in this game where I was like, oh, oh, yeah, that's CD. No wonder he looks good and broke two tackles. I gotta give it to Dowdle though, dude. Dowdle was out here taking names, dude. That little uh, dump off pass that he had, he flew down the sideline. Uh, I think it was early third or late second. I can't remember which yeah. touchdown that set up, but. Uh, it's good to have him back. I, I like him as a one-two punch. I think he'll be here next year. You know, I'm sure at some point we'll get to roster talk. I, I don't think there's a chance in hell Pollard's back next year unless it's on the cheap, 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 cheap. It's so I, funny because at the end of the year, if I was like, if I was like, hey man, Tony Pollard's going to have a thousand yards, four yards per carry, 
six touchdowns. I mean, not that everyone would be stoked about no, that. It doesn't look nearly on. as bad as it is. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. much worse than those numbers describe. You're like he had one 100 yard rushing game all season, and I'm it was against the Cardinals. That he had a thousand. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, he 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 got to a thousand last night. He got to a thousand and five. Wow. He played every game. If you play every game as the number one running back on a team, seventeen. He was active for like eighteen games. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. seventeen games. It's like a lot of a lot of carries. Um, yeah, you only I guess like that's true. Sixty yards a game to get to a thousand. Um, but I what I wanted to point out was one, the two, the number two and number three weapons on this team really are Cooks and Ferguson. Um. Ferguson, I dude, he really just popped this year. He ends I up with 761 mm-hmm. yards and five touchdowns. Probably would have liked to see him score more, and he probably would have. If he, at the beginning of the year, he had a couple drops that really killed me, and Schoonmaker stole two of his TDs. But he's awesome, dude. Several times last night on big third downs where you need to get third and five, third and sevens, you've got to convert. It's Ferg, who's getting those, dude. He makes guys miss in the open field. He can get the tough yards. Like, love that. The other one that shocked me was, I I guess I just, like, wasn't counting in my head, but Brandon Cooks ends the year with eight touchdowns. Like, that's pretty damn good, dude, for where I thought he was. I feel like we went got, we got to, like, week six without saying Brandon Cooks' name. So he did all that between, like, the bye week and now. He, he definitely came on late in the season. I you know, he had that one huge game. Other than that, I think he, him and Ferg are both like good secondary options. You know, they make little plays here and there at different times. But yeah, they, it was good to see him show up because it looks like early, I mean, hell, pre Niner game, I mean, even Dak's numbers, CD's numbers were way down. Uh, Cook's numbers were invisible. Like he didn't even look on the team. I mean, it was a really impressive turnaround from McCarthy and Dak you know, from the Niner game on or post Niner game on. I mean, they really flipped the script of the offense. Yeah, they finally got out of that, like, take what the, you know, the offense takes what the defense gives them bullshit. Like, you go look at Lamb's stats for the first five weeks. It's like, he gets like six targets a game. He's getting like 40, 60 yards. He had one really big game against the Giants. Um, Dak's numbers weren't great. And then finally after SF, they were like, fuck it, man, go to, go to town. They let Dak off the leash and... Ever since then, this has been one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. Um, but man, CD Lamb, dude, I I want to know where CD's ceiling is now because we said last year, like if CD takes that next step, you know he'll be one of the best receivers in the league. He's done that now. Like he is. I mean, we, in my lifetime, we haven't had you know obviously Irvin when we were little, but like. Even Dez was never a like seventeen hundred yard guy. That was never his game. No, no, a, a touchdown machine. Um, Last guy we had to do that was probably like freakish. To I guess had some crazy years with Romo. That's true. That was probably the yeah, last guy that one. really compiled yards because Dez was never a huge yard guy. Really, I mean, he was good fourteen hundred, but he never just had those. I mean, CD effortlessly has ten for one fifty. And I'm looking up, I'm looking up uh, T.O.'s years here. So in the four years in Dallas, he had 1,113 TDs, 1,315 TDs, 1,010 TDs. He also missed some yeah, games, I think, too. Years here. God, dude, he had 10 touchdowns every year. He was here for three years, and he had 3,400 yards and 38 touchdowns in three seasons in Dallas. He balled in the star, man. 
He was awesome. T.O. is awesome. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about him, dude. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it was a great way to end the year. They look dominant. You want to roll into the, you know, you don't want to like stumble into the playoffs. There are plenty of teams that are doing that. The Dolphins are definitely kind of looking themselves in the mirror. The Eagles, most of their fans feel like they don't even belong there. Um, I saw tons of Eagles fans being like, are we allowed to trade our playoff spot for a better draft pick? Um, Cowboys go in strong. And for once, it feels like the path worked out for us. Like we finally got some luck as to matchups. Like we can just have a couple more bounces go our way, dude. We might find ourselves in an NFC title game, which feels crazy based on where we were the night. We were all sitting here after that Niners game, dude. I don't think any of us thought we'd be here. I'm just going to say this, a uh, little thought experience. So let's say we get bounced in division. What is the outcome of okay. uh, this week's games that results in that? I don't think it matters. Like, who are we going to play, essentially? Yeah, essentially, that's an easier way to say it. Like, the Lions. I mean, Lions? Okay. If, every, if everything goes chalk. The Lions are the only. I think the Lions are the only team. Like we should beat them, but I could. They're a good team. I could see them beat us, and especially if they play up this whole like, don't you know? We got screwed last time, and they come out, you know, just super motivated. I mean, I say motivated. Everyone should be motivated. It's the fucking playoffs, but that probably be the only team. I. But at the same time, I will also caveat that by saying that like. If the Dallas had played like a B plus game, we would have smashed that team. Like that, it should never even come down to that. Like, team, yeah. The, if, if I thought CD, it was an ugly game that game from needed, both teams. They needed CD to fumble that shit. Then they needed the refs to miss the tripping call. All f- and then our defense to give up a and McCarthy fuck the up the end yeah, of game. They needed like so. nine things to happen to even get the opportunity to lose a close one. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if they get all those bounces again. Um, but yeah, that's the only team that I, I that we are in line to play that I am scared of, um, not scared of, but just would like. Be you respect them. You respect them. Yeah. They're a good team. They're legit. The only team that I think is good. I think if you lose to the Lions, we would feel pretty bad about it. Does but I would be fired if that happens. Boy, man, I I don't. I'm gonna put it out. If we lose to anyone in the NFC that's not at San Francisco. I think it has to be talked about, and it sucks. I mean, he's 36 wins in three straight years. I mean, 36 and they're 12 and 5, 12 and 5, 12 and 5. 36 and 15, that's incredible. But if you flame out in the division every year, I don't know what to tell you. Like this year, especially, you won't be playing, you will be favored in the first two rounds, no matter who you play. So I I don't. If they lose in the division, we'll see. see. Follow up question. If. The score of tonight's game goes as it currently is going. Is that who you're going after to replace Biggie, Big Mikey Boy? Oh, uh, Harbaugh? Mr. Jimothy. He's drawn a lot of interest. I saw the commies have already apparently tapped him. Um, I don't think so because I think he's a dickhead, but I don't know. I mean, he might be the locker room guy. I don't know where they go, honestly. I, and that's the thing. I think divisional round Mike keeps his job very thin. I legit think he might get fired if we lose the wild card game and yeah. NFC title yeah. game. He's fine. So so many storylines about that wild card game is like it's the it's Green Bay. Dallas always loses to Green Bay. It's 
Mike playing against his old team. There's going to be so much focus on that. If he loses that game, it's so embarrassing for him yeah. on so many levels. So I would say, I don't know. I, we, I, I, if he goes to the title I, game, I think he's safe. I think if we make look, the NFC title That's game, for sure. Safe. If we make the NFC title, he's 100% safe. I would say if we go back all the way to that Niners pod, which was one of the low points in Cowboy fandom and morale that I can never remember, especially on this podcast, it was Doomsday and not... Trade Dak for Fields. Goat was calling for it. I mean, we were we were in a dark place, fellas. Um, I will say I don't think anyone saw Dak turning into MVP post that game because None. it had been a pretty dark road. Just to be fair, at one point I have to talk. I was the biggest Dak hater. So. <laughs> um, but I would just say that from that mine. point, if we if you looked at the conversation, the whole thing was like if Dak's not good enough and it's unfair to say Dak but if this team is not good enough to get past the divisional round I don't know how you can keep signing up for it like if they go 12 and 5 every year and lose in the divisional round I don't know you have to change something whether it's Mike or Dak or both and I don't it sucks because you're wiping away good with the possibility of going to complete disarray but the problem now you know. is like we talked about this last year it's like you know hey finding someone better than Dak is tough well now finding someone better than Dak I mean, dude, there I, might be. I'm going to say, regardless, at this exact moment, there might be like two people, like on planet Earth, better than Dak. Like, yeah, I would say, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, his extension is safe. I'm pretty sure after the way it yeah. played out, unless he just lays like one of the all-time biggest eggs. If we, but, if we play Green Bay at home and he throws four picks and we lose by yeah. forty, then yeah, I think yeah. everything changes for sure. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I uh, We'll get a little more into that. I do want to uh, – I don't have anything left from this Washington game except Star of Goat, if you boys want to do into that. And I got an end-of-the-year Star of Goat wrap, if we want to do, before we I do like a little that. playoff talk. I know we've sprinkled in yes. some playoff talk. We're eager, but, but uh, we'll get back Star there. We'll get back well. there. So we'll – oh, yeah. I got, I got the stats. So okay. um, who wants to take Week 18, the final regular season edition – of Star Love Goat. For those of you who are just listening, thank you, first of all. And uh, essentially, Star Love Goat is player of the game, but uh, it doesn't always mean the person with the best stats. You, you never know where anyone's going to go in this panel. So, Mr. Love, you said you wanted first dibs at this? Uh, yes. So, my love of this game is C.D. Lamb. Ooh, he was fucking phenomenal. He's been phenomenal a lot. But I feel like throughout this season, I've been more kind of amazed at Dak playing so well and Bland that I just don't feel like I've given him enough props. So maybe when Ben gives the tally, it's going to turn out I gave it to him quite a bit. But I don't think I gave it to him that much. And he at least deserves this one. He's fucking great. He's a phenomenal wide receiver. Love that. Mr. Gatelli, the GOAT of the game. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's definitely between, for me, it's definitely between CD and Dak. I think I'm going to lean Dak because unlike the last, I think I would have given it to CD maybe a couple of the previous weeks because he had these absurd long touchdowns where he's like breaking tackles and like getting free and like going, you know, 92 yards for a touchdown. Um, this is basically as close to perfect Outside of the tipped ball, which I don't put much on Dak, uh, you know, our backup guard let a free rusher get in Dak's face and, you know, that tip ball might happen there. Um, but 
he had five incompletions and four touchdowns in the NFL. That is absurd. That is a college game for most guys. Um, he's playing at such a high level and they just had no response. Like at the end of, and I, I saw something interesting this morning. I was just randomly watching ESPN and they were talking about uh, the Eagles and their hilarious claps. Like if they go to the playoffs and they have to play, you know, an offense like the Dolphins, an offense uh, like the Lions, if they have to play Dak Prescott, like they don't have a chance. And the fact that they like reference these other teams as like complete units and they reference the Cowboys as just Dak Prescott, I think that says a lot about just like subconsciously, like CeeDee Lamb is an otherworldly talent, but I feel like Dak Prescott's game and the elevated level he's taken it to is what has allowed this team to be where it is now. So for me, it's Dak. At least when he plays like that, it's Dak. Fair enough. Uh, he he was. I did love that. He was he was doing great. I'm gonna say quick honorable mention. Uh, I almost gave it to Coach Mike. Man, I uh, I thought they rebounded well from the, the bad start, and Mike gets a lot of shkrin, a lot of shit around here. Uh, sometimes from this very podcast, and I get it. The playoff results haven't been there yet. Maybe this is the year, but 36 and 15, man, over three years with a like his O line's only been healthy about 50% of snaps this year, which would have killed any Garrett year. I mean, you're talking about Dak missed multiple games the two seasons prior. Um, and this is the development of this team. Like, we constantly, I heard, you know, a little bit of Eagle Pod talk, and one of their big complaints, too, about Sirianni is they don't really have anyone who's developed. Like, who have they really developed? Like, Devonta's been Devonta. Like, A.J. Brown's A.J. Brown, you know. Uh, like, who have they really elevated from a personnel standpoint? And I think there's tons of guys. You know, you look at Ferguson, Tyler Green. And, yes, we've hit on a lot of great draft picks, and Will McClay deserves that. But I think this staff, and I'll give Mike credit for that too, has done a really nice job of bringing guys along. So, uh, credit to him. Shout out to him. But, uh Quickly, my star of the game is also Mr. C.D. Sedarian Lamb. Uh, 11 catches, 89, two TDs. I thought he was the chain mover, you know, especially. They, they ran okay, but he was the guy who kind of just kept the offense. Ninth uh, straight game with a touchdown. Pace. Absurd. Absurd. Yeah. Yeah, he's two TDs, two money. So, Mr. Lamb gets mine. And um, that will end Star Love Goat for the season. This will be the fourth Star Love of the season, Mr. Zach. So we have combined four times. And now I will get to some end-of-the-year awards. Do we have any predictions of who the Star Love Goat King is? Anything that might surprise you guys? I want to hear some. I want to hear just some predictions from the fellas here. I'm going to go first gonna place Dak Prescott, second place Deron Bland for all those picks. I'm going to go the same, yeah. We, we were all giving it to him those weeks when he would do a pick six. It was so fun. That's my prediction. Dak one, Deron two. No, I have the same predictions as Andy. All right. Uh, so I will. Ooh. Third will be sexy. And no, no, no. Never mind. I don't think we gave Tom enough. I'm, I'm so glad he brought that up. I'm so glad he brought that up. So a couple little stats. My walk star star of the season was Dak Prescott with three stars of the season. Number two, 
I had Bland with two and Lamb with two. Other than that, I, I spread it around quite a bit. So, uh, Zach was the most uh, balanced, I would say, of the three co-hosts. Zach had a three-way tie at the top. Dak with three loves of the season. Bland with three loves of the season. And Brandon Aubrey with three loves nice, of the season. Nice, nice, loves. nice. <laughs> Love to see that. Um, and then Andy was pretty heavy on one man. We all know. We all know who is who his heart is for. And Shoot to the Dak defenders, baby. The highest amount of awards received from anyone. Six Dak Prescott goats of the game. This was a real vindication year for my tireless defensive back <laughs> through what was a very difficult year last it year. It dipped too. It waned. It went. It went, it went all the way to his darkest. If that ain't my life, I don't know what is. So it ends with the final tally, and I didn't tally up all the one-offs, but uh, just the the four that I mentioned. Well, actually, the three I didn't mention. CD yet, but number one was Dak. He got eleven total. Star of goats. Uh, Deron Bland got seven. You guys were right. He was second. Seven Star Love Goats. CeeDee Lamb got six. He got two apiece from each of us. So, um, And Aubrey was fourth with four, mainly because I gave him one and Zach gave him three. The love of the game. Then we had a couple one-offs. Turpin Turpin got two. uh, A couple little stats for you. We had four Star Loves this year. We had two uh, Goat Stars this year. We had two love goats this year, and we had two star love goats. Deron Bland got a star love goat, a clean sweep, and Dak Prescott got one in week 13, a clean sweep. And those are your season-long star love goats. Dude, it's been a... I, the only thing that makes me sad is I wish Diggs had been here for all of this, dude. I really mm-hmm. feel like we would be so unbeatable with Diggsy back there, but he'll be back the, next season. The biggest thing I was surprised about, Micah Parsons only got one award all year, week two, from Zach. He got a love. He did not get a star or a goat this year for Micah. Dude, That's he surprising me. Fucking game. He, he, he got held all year. Like, he had 14 sacks and never got held. Dude, he's got into a fight over weeks. getting held uh, in Washington, which was sick. This shit was so absurd. The other thing I am worried about about the offseason, I continue to hear rumblings that other teams have come to Will McClay and offered him the GM role on their Oof. team, and you know he's never going to get to be GM here. Like, they can they can pay him all we want. Like, I'm sure Jerry will pay him more than anyone, but he'll never get to be GM of the Dallas Cowboys until Jerry's dead, maybe. Yeah. Just depends how much he, how much he wants it. So, Some guys love titles, man. Um, so Micah only got one, and the other one I was a little sad about. Uh, no, 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 Ferguson, no Star Love Goats for Ferg makes me a little sad because he had a he had a really nice season. So he did, but he, he had a nice season as that second or third guy. Like he's he never really had good, but he's huge. Yeah. Which yeah. the good thing is that, like, you know, for all the like complaining about Dalton Schultz leaving, and oh, I can't believe he didn't pay Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz had fewer catches, fewer yards, and fewer touchdowns than Ferguson. And Ferg is a fraction of the cost. Ferg is way younger. Like, we made the right decision. Ferg is only 24. He's going to be balling for a minute. Love, yeah. Ferg is – he's growing every game too, man. He's, he's, he's a menace after the catch. Like, he's still – his hands are a little unreliable, 
I know some of those are tough catches. He doesn't make a ton of tough catches. I'll say that if I had to knock him anywhere, but yeah. everywhere else, everywhere else, he's great. All right, boys. Well, that ends Star Love Goat. Uh, we will, of course, have a playoff edition of this, hopefully a four-week playoff edition of this, and uh, we'll keep those stats on reserve in a separate section for the playoff Star Love Goat. But uh, that's all I got. So let's move into uh, let's. So how did you know? We've hinted at this, and we've we've kind of interjected with playoff talk throughout the pod, but to officially move us into it. Uh, the seeding is done. The playoffs are next week. In case you missed the memo. The number one seed in the NFC, San Francisco 49ers at 12 and 5. They rested all starters this week. We had a good Wentz Darnold battle, um, which was quite funny. We didn't really watch much of it, but anyway, they're the one seed. Dallas did get the two seed. Uh, first time we've had the two seed boys since 1994. Ooh. Time. Um, the one seed which I thought was fascinating. Time. We've had yeah, we've had a few one seeds. We've had multiple uh wild card appearances and stuff but uh first time we've had the two seeds since then the three seed is the detroit lions uh who we just mentioned and the four seed winning the nfc south the tampa bay buccaneers baker mayfield career year um low-key happy for baker and then the three wild card teams philly is the five seed after going one and five to end the season they end up 11 and six and then the six and seven seed were up for grabs um, really late into the week. So we actually needed the Rams to hold on to win to avoid playing them, which was really interesting because I, uh, you know, we'll get everyone's take. I wanted the Packers more than the Rams because I just think the Rams have a smart coach and a veteran play caller who it can get. It's because we smashed the Rams earlier this year, but they've just they're I agree, a totally but different team now. They're a totally different team. Yeah, and, and they have a better running game. I think Kyron Williams didn't play back then, and now he's kind of come on really strong for them. I, I just think they have more, and I they agree. have more veterans. And then they did lose. They wound up getting the sixth seed, and then the seventh seed, who will come to Dallas Sunday at 3.30, the Green Bay Packers, who get rid of Aaron Rodgers and still make the playoffs. Um, boys, yeah, how are we feeling? I saw that like the Packers have beat the Bears like seventeen straight times or something. That has it's to basically be how how we drum the Giants is how yeah the Packers drum the Bears. It's it's embarrassing. I I feel good about it. You know I know that. There's plenty of bad blood between these franchises, especially this was like before the 49ers were the monkey we couldn't get off our back. It was this team. The Dez catch, the 2016 Hail Mary to Cook. Um, this shit sucks, but Green Bay is not the Green Bay of yesteryear. Uh, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. They are a 9-8 and eight team. They put up 17 points against the Bears yesterday. I'm not mm-hmm. tremendously scared of the Packers. And again, we're playing at home in Dallas. We should beat this team handily. We are. We opened as a touchdown favorite and it has increased since then. Zachary? Yeah, I'll say I have a Packers buddy, but before the season started, he was just like sending me messages like, oh man, like, you know, Jordan Love, are you guys ready for it? All this stuff before the season even uh, started. And I was like, dude, you're not our rival. Aaron Rodgers is our rival. You're just like the hanger-ons. Like, we don't really care. I'm still in that. I'm still in that mode. Like, yeah, 
I know the Packers want to be like the boogeyman for us, but they're not. It's really just Aaron Rodgers. I'm not worried about this team. They're not an awful team. Like, if, say, they were playing, I don't know, the Lions, I'd be like, yeah, they have like a 10% chance maybe of winning. Like, they're not a complete joke for a seventh seed, but I'm not worried about them. Because our weakness is run defense. Like, that is the critical weakness. People just running it down our throats. And they can't really do that. Yeah. We need, like, we need A.J. Dillon to not go off on us, for sure, which I'm not that worried about. Um, we know C.D. owns Jair Alexander. We know Jair Alexander is C.D. Lamb's son. We know Jair's also... Uh, I hate to... I won't use this accusation just in case I get libel, but, you know, he's, he might need his head checked. Jair's been a little bit goofy this year. He got suspended for uh, ongoing issues. He came out to the coin toss one week for them when he was not supposed to, and then almost screwed up like their defer, so that they almost Ooh. didn't get the ball in both. Did that and actually he got suspended happen? the next week for, yeah. yeah. And then he was just like taking the interview in his big shades, just not giving a fuck in the locker room afterwards. So, uh, anyway, still a good corner, but a little bit crazy. Well, we need I, I agree with you guys. Not get, we need to not get smoked by Christian Watson this time around, which is he's what happened hurt. last year. He's been hurt. I, I will say this. Um, I do want to highlight Jordan Love, wonderful season, 4,200 yards, 32 TDs, 11 picks. That's a really nice season for first-year starter. I'll give him that. Uh, I think most a lot of that's LaFleur because I have a lot of respect for LaFleur. I never like playing great play callers. I think he is one. But they're young, man. They are the seventh youngest team, I believe, since the 70s to make the playoffs. They have a, they're babies, man. This is a young roster, ton of guys playing their first ever playoff game. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of his wide receivers or tight ends are over the age of like 26. Like a ton of kids out there, man. So youth can be, you know, good and bad. But I think this is the type of game where if you get up on them, and you just never give them the belief. Like, they, they've already won, right? Like, the Packers making the playoffs this year, finding Jordan Love, finding out he's for real, is a win for them. Like, so they're playing a little bit with house money, which you could go either way. But I don't know, man. They should be – with this veteran team and veteran coaching staff, I would be hard-pressed if they were outed by the Packers. I The only thing I would say is the later that game gets – if it's tight, the more I worry, right? Like, the more you start letting a young team like that believe yeah. they're truly in it, like they can go head-to-head with you, that's where I get nervous. I, I think we need to come out and kind of establish that, hey, nice season, but you guys are a year away. You guys are two years away. Dak needs to score on the first drive. We need to score first, yep. win first in this one. Um My question for you guys is, who are you rooting for outside of our game? Obviously, we need to win. Are you Bucks for sure? I, I already put money. On, I think Bucks beat Philly. I think Philly's one hundred percent broken, and I want to see. Sure, but I want to see the last. I have to say, from a, yeah, from a giving us for giving us a good path. To yeah, because we okay. I, I'm yeah, gonna say this just blanket statement. I'm gonna say this blanket statement. I really don't care who we play in the divisional. I think the Lions would be the toughest matchup. So I guess I'd root for the Rams to beat the Lions. Like that's the other one I'd look at. But for anyone else, like we should be massive favorites. We should if we lose if we and as I said this earlier, if we lose to anyone who's not the 49ers, it's it's gonna be a massive disappointment. I don't disagree with you, but I also think that like the Eagles, for instance, last year, they had the benefit of like some stuff going right for them. 
and I think we can Yeah, they had a buy in the Giants. Yeah. So, so you're basically saying who would be the the Giants? Who would be the easiest game for us? I think the Bucks. I yeah. do think the yeah. Bucks would be the easiest. Like my- I want I want LA to I want LA to play SF because one, mm-hmm. I think that's the team that can surprise them the most. And two, maybe you have a chance there of like Aaron Donald, you know, breaking someone on the other team and you get the Eagles treatment because the Eagles got to play a JV 49er squad last year. Like they were missing like four of their top five players. Maybe they could lose a couple guys before they play us. That'd be excellent. McCaffrey's still, like I said, he didn't play in the last week and he had a calf injury and we've seen what calf injuries did to Burrow and Dak and no different position, but I wouldn't be a hundred percent sold that CMC is going to be back to his, his normal self. So Agreed. that's good for us. Agreed. So, yeah, if, if I had to say the perfect path for us would be beat this Packers team, which I think was the best scenario, unless the Saints had somehow squeaked into the 7th seed. That would have been fucking Agreed. awesome. But we needed the Bears to win. So I I think you beat this Packers team, then you get the Bucks, and then, you know, anybody but San Francisco. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't really. Honestly, if we make it to the (laughs) NFC title game after that, I'll tell you this. One, if we win two playoff games, I'm going to believe. I know that about myself. I'm going to be full on. Dude, it'll be the first time in 30 years for this team. Like, we feel like we will 100% believe we're the team of destiny at that point. Like, once you're playing for the NFC title, you're going to be like, okay. And then if they somehow beat the Niners in SF for the NFC title, it will not matter who lines up against this in the Super Bowl. Mm. I'm going to be like, I don't give a fuck about the Ravens dog or the Chiefs or whoever the fuck, dude. Like, let's fucking go. How – we've had a lot of NFC championship or bust years. How highly do you guys rank this one up there? I think this is the best shot we've ever had in our adult life. Like, I think outside of – it's so tough to know – the Des catch year is such an anomaly because of... But the NFC was loaded that year, too. The That's Packers weird. were really good. The Seattle was really good. The Niners were really good. I can't remember who the other team was. The Rams, maybe. Someone else was really good. But I think I think this is your clearest path, and you, you have... This is the highest level of quarterbacking this uh, a Dallas team has had. You get Dak playing his A game. We've never... It's where we've had a guy enter playing his best because Romo would kind of always come in like, you know, even Dax come in where it's like, ooh, he looks okay, but he doesn't look great. Like he's playing – you have him and CD having career years right now or playing yeah. career best ball. I guess it's not technically Dax's career year, but he's playing career best ball right now. Agreed. I think it's this It's this is the year, dude. I mean, and then NFC's down, like, man. Like it, that's the hilarious like Cowboys joke. Like this this is our year we them boys. <laughs> starter pack jokes abound. But like, I mean, dude, if you're going to do it, this is it. Like, dude, the I mean, NFC's so soft this year, though. Like it's so incredibly soft. If you can't do it this year, and like, yes, like, the Niners are going to be the NFC is, very hard. The AFC's worse. Like the AFC yeah. is like a one a one trick pony. Like the the Ravens are very good. And everyone else, you're kind of like, well, like Buffalo can be good on their day, or they can suck. Everyone else, like the the Texans are the four seed. Like, you know, come on. Yeah, the Dolphins have fallen way off too. I mean, we'll worry about you know. Yeah, I would I say that side of the bracket yeah, until I know, I know. But oh man, I wanna, I wanna win these. What, what's crazy? So this is what's gonna be so nuts, dude. So. I start my new job the 29th. The NFC title game is the Sunday before, so the 28th is the NFC title game. My daughter, 
our due date for my daughter being born is February 10th. So there is like a non-zero chance that I'm going to have like started this new job and my daughter's going to be born the week of the Super Bowl. <laughs> dude, that's awesome though. That yeah. could be great. Awesome. That could be the Fuck, dude, That could be the lie. sign. It's, it's going to be a hectic it's going to be a hectic 10 days, that's for sure. I might have to convince Cassie to change her name if we win though. I'll be like, "Sorry baby, her name's Sedina." <laughs> That'd be sweet. Her name is Tank. <laughs> Micah's kind of a girl, man. You go Aubrey. Mika. Mika. Go Aubrey. Give it to Aubrey right there. Hey, I'll, I'll sneak it in, dude. I'll be like, what if we name her like, what if we name her like Caroline Diane? And she'll be like, oh, that's cute. And I'll be like, CD. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley's already told me when we go down that road that she's got, she's going to Google every name I give her to make sure it's not a cowboy's name. So, yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of snuck one in, dude. I was like, yeah, you know, Anthony, like my my family, no, it's a Tony Romo reference. Tony Romo, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, this is put up or shut up time. Like we said all year, like. Regular season's fun. We did have a good ride. We had a lot of really great games this year. We blew out a ton of fun teams that were really fun to beat the shit out of. We blew the Eagles out, which was fucking awesome. And, and I think now, we've entered in better form than we did in 2021 and 2022. Or I don't even know if our form's great because we were just two weeks ago, I mean, even beating the Lions. But I would say it's just maybe our form's bad, but nobody is in great form. Like, that's the beautiful not, thing. Like, there's not scared of anyone else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, obviously the Niners just, are eternally scary. They're a boogeyman. But like, yeah. other than that, you're not like sitting but there. Being we don't like, have to oh, worry dude. about them to the NFC title. We've never had this clear of Thanks, a path Philly. to an NFC title game. Thanks, Philly. Yeah. Like, Philly choking. That's the other good thing about reading their comments when I was just like drinking up their tears. You know Scott Tennerman Cartman oh, style. All all night last night, dude. All I did was like watch Eagles fans react videos. Yeah, it was beautiful. But not only like the best of their comments were the sad thing is we might have just gifted Dallas a Super Bowl run, and I was like, God, yes, let it consume <laughs> you. It, 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 it like, can you imagine how much worse this collapse will be if that's how it ends for them? <laughs> like, if they were ten and one. <laughs> One seed MVP. They, they needed one more win, us, and then they give us a pathway, and we win the Super Bowl, dude. It'll kill them. It'll kill them, dude. Because at least when they won their Super Bowl, we were just a non-factor. Like we weren't even in the playoffs that yeah. year. We were just like complete bums. Like it didn't even matter. Dude, this this could be real soul-crushing shit for them for like the rest of time. If they have to fire everybody, they're blowing the whole team up, and we're fucking fucking. All those dad jokes are done, dog. All those dad jokes got to be <laughs> oh, put on the back burner, dude, bro. I got a list. Retired. Dude. I got a. I got a fucking list, dude. Of my vengeance will be swift. It'll be like when Caesar took over, dude. I'm just putting out <laughs> lists of oh. people, prescription lists nailed to the wall of the. Oh, we're the only one that has me. So we're the only one that hasn't fucked that up. Like, oh, uh, the Giants extended Daniels. Daniel Jones, that's dumb. The Eagles got Hurts and Wentz. Bro, they they're paying fifty million dollars a year for a like fullback. That's so fucking awesome. This doesn't matter at all right now. But how much do you think Dak's extension will be if we win a Super Bowl? 
Yeah, it'll be absurd, <laughs> but I don't. I won't give a shit. I won't give a shit. I'll be like, yeah, care. give them. This will power me for like 10 years, dude. Like, oh my God. I mean, looking back on it, like I did see an awesome comment from an Eagles fan. I was reading uh, Trolling the Nation on uh, Blogging the Boys, which is such a great article they put out every time we win a game. Um, they just go through like Eagles, basically do what we do, like go through the game thread for the Eagles, like when we're playing the Eagles or whatever. But he went through the Eagles Giants game thread for the Eagles and was reading all their comments. And one of my favorite ones was uh, at the very bottom, like of our game when they were watching the Cowboys. A bunch of them were watching the Cowboys game because you know it affected like where they're going to get seated and stuff. And um, one guy goes, "Hurts, uh, Hurts uh, being better than Dak is looking even more ridiculous than Wentz being better than Dak. How many times are we going to fucking do this?" <laughs> oh, I was like, yes, dude. Yes. God, yes. Yes. And it, I will say this, dude. It does feel like every two or three years, it's like, this crop of QBs, they're all way better than Dak. And then three years later, those dudes are all working at fucking Enterprise Rent-A-Car and fucking Dak Prescott's still here, being top five. Still fucking like, here, dude. He, It's incredible because I really did think that his ceiling was behind him, like in San Francisco and him and Mike. I really did feel... I thought we'd get to 12 and 5, but it would look a lot different. I certainly didn't think it would be on the back of him playing like MVP level ball. You know, I, I thought I those days were gone, MVP. especially that. He won't. It's going to go to Lamar. I mean, you got to have narrative. And, I mean, Lamar's stats aren't even great, but it's a narrative driven thing. And it doesn't you know, hurt. That doesn't hurt my feelings because if there's anyone. And Lamar balls. Equal, so if, if there's anyone that has an equally ridiculous amount of stupid hate against them, it's Lamar. Like. Dude, going back and reading Lamar takes is insane. Like when he got drafted, and there were guys like he's too short to play NFL QB. Lamar's like six four. Like what? <laughs> or that chick that made all the headlines for being like, "No, he shouldn't be MVP. I want my quarterbacks to be quarterbacky. He's not." Yeah, I was like, dude, he hears all that too. He'll talk about like quotes. He's one of those guys that he likes when people. Give him a little. He likes to be doubted a little bit. That guy talking about making lists. That's a guy who uh, he's got a few names he wants to check off. Well, well he's he also a, one. They're also one and three in the playoffs under Lamar. So he's yeah. got. He's got a. Him and Dak, I would say, probably have the two highest amount of like the legacy talk. I guess. Yeah, right? expectations yeah. for those two. Where if it doesn't go well, we'll receive the most grief. For some reason, Josh Allen's more immune than those two. I, even if they flame out, I don't think the Bills will get any stink for it. But yeah. Lamar and Dak, Lamar and Dak are going to get white, dude. a ton. If you do Justin <laughs> Herbert, five years from now, Justin Herbert will be fifty-four and fifty-four, and he'll, they'll be like, he's top three, dude. He's so elite, dude. He's like one of the best QBs I've ever seen. This is probably the best seven and 11 season I've ever seen in the history of NFL football. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so that's the thing. Dak is uh, expectations through the roof. He's playing great ball. It would be heartbreaking, I think, if he if he went out and laid an egg. Like, if they lose in some crazy 2016 fashion, right, where it's him and Rodgers duel and Rodgers gets the last laugh, like, that will suck. But Rodgers gets the last hold. Yeah, the less old. And Mason Crosby, who's a career fucking bomb drills, like a career long. Um, man, that game sucked. But if it's one of those where we just get out-dueled, then fuck it. You know, that'll, I'll be broken about what to do with the team. But 
if it's one of those where Dak goes out sad, man, I don't know. Like I that's agree. that's where it's like I it sucks. We may have just pulled a ripcord. And like if you're gonna go do it, man, you got to go do it somewhere else because I don't I don't think it's happening with the star, you know. Which sucks because dude, he's he's put in the work like so clearly. Like think about where Dak was. This is a guy that coming out of high school was a two star, mostly rushing QB. Like his senior year of high school, he threw for twelve hundred yards. Like they. Mississippi State brought him in as a two-star recruit to be like a fullback type QB, like a kind of a Tebow clone on third down in the red zone. He went from there to a Heisman finalist to third round pick, which people were already like, third round pick's amazing for a guy like that. Or fourth round pick, sorry. Fourth round pick's incredible for a guy like that. Like that, he should be super proud of that, even if he never sees the field for Dallas. To rookie of the year, and now he's going to be in the, you know, he's in the MVP final. About his third contract, his third NFL contract. Like that doesn't happen to a lot of guys. A lot of guys make it to two, or actually, a lot of not a lot of guys make it to two, but very few make it to three. So, um, anyway, great season from him. But again, if we could have had this conversation back in week four. This is where it matters now, right? Like, for sure, for sure. To a lot of people, this is who he is. Dallas is this team that beats up on bad opponents and they front run and a little of that shit might be true. So this is the time to go out and beat, I would say, two and a half good teams because I don't, you know, you're not going to play anyone truly bad, but I, I don't think the Packers are. You, if you lose this one, I mean, I, I can't imagine what next week pod will feel like. I'll just say that. Well, you guys want to do score predictions? Yeah, let's do it. I feel very confident in this one. We are touchdown favorites, and I don't think that's oversaying it. I think this is a team that the Dallas Cowboys can beat. I mean, this is like a, a similar situation to last year, Tampa Bay. Um, I think Dallas handles business here. I think we win this game 27-13, and maybe we score more than that, but that's where I'm sticking with it for now. I think Dak and CD have huge games, and it's on to – Bakerville, baby. 35-17. Cowboys. Ooh, love it. Love it. With Brandon Aubrey missing a field goal, his only field goal attempt, oh, and we so, all just wonder. Just so there's a wonder. There's a little bit of concern. He goes 0 for 1 for a field goal, and we win with five TDs. I think it's amazing that every single one of us are going to pick 17 points for the back, uh, Packers. But I'm I'm thinking thirty eight seventeen. I think we come out hot, hungry, and just crush it. Fuck yeah, dude! Let's go. It's time. It's fucking time. Okay, not not that this is a fun exercise, but it's fun now because it hasn't happened. What would be the most cowboysy way to lose? If you guys just designed like a something out of your nightmares where we look back and we're like, oh, of course, it was always going to end like this, hilariously bad. I mean, obviously, We've, you get like fifteen penalties. That's that's like table stakes for this. You have to include a penalty that like you've never heard of before, where it's like the center touched the ball three times before snapping it. That's a rule that hasn't been called in the league since nineteen seventy three by Otto Graham, and that's a twenty five yard penalty, um, and it negates like a thirty yard touchdown pass. So it's like a fifty yard swing for sure. Um, on top of that, I think it comes down to one final play. Uh, Dak scrambles up the middle, 
and there is a uh, controversy around whether or not he breaks the plane. And at, right as he's breaking the plane, a Packers player swipes the ball out of Ugh. his hand, and they they call it a fumble. And and that's the end of the game. I got mine. All right, Cowboys back and forth game. Ugly with penalties, littered with penalties, infuriating to watch throughout. Cowboys finally get it down, trailing by one. Dak makes an incredibly heroic play on a fourth and five t- to move the chains. We get inside about the 30. McCarthy does some McCarthyism with the clock. We have to settle for a 40-yard right down the middle, easy Brandon Aubrey field goal. And he fucking just blows it left. Just set up the perfect game winner, and he just fucking misses a game-winning field goal after having the best rookie season in kicker history. That's my nightmare. All right, mine is that we're pretty handily beating them. Score's kind of close at the end. But, you know, it's like two minutes, 30 seconds left. Uh, We don't fucking run. We just keep fucking throwing. Dak throws a pick six. Like a really, really bad pick six. We get the ball back. We're barely able to run it. And then the last second, like, again, we're screwing up the clock. We're not calling timeouts. We're letting time run. We're forced to do, like, some crazy play from the 60-yard line. And it's like, all right, what did Kellen leave us? And it's like some sort of designed five-person lateral that gets blown up in 10 seconds and we lose. So basically like how the Niners game ended, but Zeke taking Zeke's a snap last from center. <laughs> Zeke's last play is a cowboy taking a snap from center. <laughs> that was so... Kellen's such a dick, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, Kellen. I'm so glad you're a loser, dude. I was so numb to it at that point because we were never going to score. It's so funny how many people focus on that, but it is a it is a funny lasting image of Zeke just getting trampled as a center. <laughs> And there's like five guys lined up <laughs> over just him. You're like, God damn, dude, that's horrible. Oh man. Hey, shout Cowboys. out to Zeke. Loki uh had a okayish year, I'm you know, six hundred yards, yards yeah. three and a half yards a carry. <laughs> three TDs. Well, I saw I saw that when he was asked after their game on Sunday, one, he gave an awesome Zeke answer. He was like, When I was in high school I always wanted to play a game in the snow and now I have and kind of sucks <laughs> hilarious. and then they also asked him if he was going to be uh watching the cowboys game the cowboys playoff game and he said he was for sure going to pull up and show love so zeke zeke you know even though we couldn't keep him we couldn't pay that deal zeke loved wearing the star and the fact that he's gonna like come to the game is like classic zeke like that's awesome i hope he's in the box with jerry and des god that'd be sick Well, All right, boys, boys. is there anything anyone else, else to say, or is it is it time? Has, I think it's time, man. Passed? I mean, this is what, you know, I told everyone to enjoy the journey along the way to the destination. Let's hope we have a few more stops before that destination's finally uh, reached. But uh, it's been a fun regular season, boys. It's been – it was maddening at times. We did lose to a bunch of good teams. All on the road, I'll point out. We get a lot of home games now. So let's just uh, – this is our year. We got this shit. We got this shit. This is our year. We're the team of destiny. We got this shit. Anything else before we get out of here, boys? Pie picks. Ooh, you want to do a playoff edition? Yeah, I think you should count. Uh, we should. 
So, Zach, I have not added him up, I'll be honest. So, uh, we do need to actually extend it. But Zach wanted to protest since we did not do a week 17 and 18 pod. Zach did not have time to catch up to us. So, I think it's only fair that we extend pod picks into the playoffs for the do perfect bet. And And there's only only like, you know. They got to be worth. That's why they each have to be worth three times. They're each worth two. Each worth two. Each or okay. two this week. We'll 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 triple then next okay. week and then like four. Super Bowl is worth ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a conflict for ten days. Well, if we're if we're in it, we all just would take Zach would have to not take Dallas to see the Super Perfect. And we hate him forever. If we lost, we'd be like you piece of shit. He fades us. This is the only chance of winning. That's the only way this can end. All right. Well. Uh, Cleveland at Houston. The, the, by the way, it's funny that Houston's back in the Houston spot, which is like the noon game on or the three o'clock game on Saturday. They're just forever destined to get the shittiest time slot. Uh, anyway, yes, Houston, uh, two and a half point dogs at home. Last I saw to the Brownies with Joe Flacco. Dude, Who y'all going? I kind of love Joe Flacco. Um, and the Ravens have started giving Stavros tickets to all the Ravens games, and he always films these videos where he's like super heartbroken that Joe Flacco's not a Raven, and it's so great. It's so, so good. Um, I think I'm going Browns here. I just think their defense is too good for uh, Houston, and I do think Joe Flacco has been actually very impressive as the, the Browns quarterback, so I'm going Browns. All right, I'm also going Browns, basically for the same reasons. I just don't... It's too early for the Texans. Wow, it's first time ever picking the Browns. Now we know he's chasing <laughs> points. I think it's just too early for the Texans. They looked really good. Some tape came out. Yeah. They started to catch up with the C.J. Straw. They, they need a little bit more time. And they need real weapons. Like he's, yeah, got a they, bunch, he's got like a couple of young guys and then dudes that like don't belong on a, a real contender. Like Schultz and Noah B are fine when you're just trying to like fill the gaps, but like he needs real weapons to make that offense go. Also, shout out to uh, the Jaguars for an epic failure to the end of the season. Terrible. Yesterday, they're they're so lucky the Eagles. I'm sorry, I see them saying that. Otherwise, it would all be focused so on how lucky no one cares about Jacksonville. Yeah, that no one cares about Jacksonville. Right. And it's funny as the Eagles at least made the playoffs. Jacksonville like completely. They were eight and or seven and one at one point, or eight and three, eight and three at one point, and they missed. The I wasn't playoffs. paying much attention to them. It was so. Yeah, Sunday I was talking to Ben, and Ben was like, "Oh yeah, no, like if they don't win, they're out of the playoffs." And I was like, "I have this like, question what? for Zach. It, right now, better career, Stroud or T Dog? It's Stroud by a mile. Who's gonna have one? Is what I'm saying. I'm not with a hundred percent written off T Dog, and we don't know. Stroud's only had one year. If, if Trevor Lawrence had any other name, if he was just named a different name no one would be sitting here being like, he's going to pull it together. Like, if he was just a different guy, everyone would be like, this dude's a bust. I don't think he's a bust. He's not what he was expected, which I guess makes him a bust. For his expectations, I thought the, the urban year. Is like, he was, he was, I thought people, the urban they were talking about People were talking about, like, hey, he should, he should, like, contest legally and 
come into the league after his freshman year at Clemson because he's so good. He's ready for the NFL right out of high school, and like, here we are. He's been fine. He has been disappointing for what he was advertised as, but for sure. And I throw out the urban year, so I'll really say two years. Last year, I thought was a step in the right direction. That made the playoffs, won a playoff game, although he threw four picks in it. But you know, the Chargers chargered harder. Let's be honest. And then this year, Justin Herbert lost that game. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Uh, Or Brandon Staley. Yeah, that game was sweet. I had a lot of money on the Jags. I was losing my fucking mind in the first half, and then they they delivered for me. Oh, Uh, so yeah, we'll see. I would probably take Stroud. I'd probably take Stroud right now. I think Stroud is doing more with less, and I, I don't know. He he could be a superstar the way he's playing. So, Agreed. all right, we all on Browns. I took the Browns. Uh, next game, Mister Gatelli. I think it's Saturday night. Yep, seven p.m. on Peacock. <laughs> NBC giving a real middle finger to Cowboy Irving to a. Uh, Chiefs fans there. Some them, I only watch the NFL as a long series of quibbies. So <laughs> don't subscribe to Peacock. Only Quibby. Um, golly, I'm going Chiefs, and I I yeah. said I was going to fade them, but I think the Dolphins dude. are the Dolphins are not winning on the road, and it's supposed to be miserably cold and windy. It just doesn't seem Tyreek's banged up, Waddle's banged up. I think two is pretty. I was growing on him, and now I think he's kind of bad again. So I'm going to go. Taylor left Travis like a voicemail that she believed in him. So, God, yes. Chiefs. Uh, I'm also going Chiefs. Uh, There's a funny stat the Patriots have more wins over uh, 0.5 teams than the Dolphins do this season. Damn. Mm. It really sucks we lost to the Dolphins. We're like their only. We're the only piece of resume that they have at all is because they beat us. They held they held Micah fourteen times in that game. <laughs> fourteen times, dude. He's never gonna get a call. It's like the funniest thing. Um, next game dude, Sunday. Like, this, this like fourteen sacks and never got held. That's an incredible accomplishment. Like, yeah, he has like the most pressures this season and. Hurry, like pass rate win or pass win rate. ESPN's like stat, basically beating your man in under two and a half seconds, and somehow you know doesn't lead the NFL in sacks, huh? Or get holds. So remarkable, super weird. All right, uh, Sunday noon game, kind of a stinker. Buffalo is hosting the Steelers. I think we're all on the Bills, but if someone wants to yeah, talk themselves no. into pick- Pittsburgh, sucks, dude. Bills, Zach, yeah, Bills. You want to talk yourself no. into it? No, I biggest, don't. Biggest line of the week. They're biggest line of the week. They're ten point favorites. I would like the, I would like Pittsburgh to win just so I can hear the media explain to me how Josh Allen actually like it was the most elite loss in the history of football, and it's not his fault. Because remember when he got blasted at home last year and threw three picks, and they were all like, "They got to help Ooh. Josh, dude. They got to get some help for Josh, dude. They're they're wasting his elite talent." The Bengals roughed them up in that one. Um, Cowboys-Packers, we all just took Cowboys. 
I think we're all taking. I'm taking them. To, we all took them to cover, so we're all in Cowboys Sunday night. This is the first interesting one. I think we might go different ways. Stafford returning home to Detroit. Rams at Lions. Lions three and a half point favorites. Give me the Rams, dude. Okay, go going with the upset. I'm gonna go with the Rams as well. Staff daddy, like, dude. Like Lions I've just waffled on this game. And... Lions just aren't that great. If it was more animosity with Stafford leaving, because he is like he got the better deal to leave to go to the thing, like they love him in Detroit. Like he's going to get a hero's welcome. If it was a little more adversarial, I might like this is the first Lions home playoff game in what thirty years or some shit. They haven't won the division, and I think I think they have a more complete team. This is like if Romo went to another team and then came back for a playoff game. Like, like we, we, yeah. There would be some douchers in the crowd booing Romo, but most people would be like, we love you, I'm gonna, I'm going to take the Lions, but, Zach, this weekend when we bet, I might bet Rams with you. But for our pod, I'm going Lions. Okay, okay. Uh, that brings up the Monday game. Buccaneers are two-and-a-half-point home dogs to the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me the Bucks. I'm already on the Bucks. Eagles are broken, dude. I said it as soon as they got clapped by the Niners. Implosion has occurred. It is the worst implosion, I think, statistically in modern NFL football history. I can't wait to watch the rest of it. I hope that uh, they fire everybody. I hope they rip the team apart. I hope some people die. I'll also say... uh... Road, I mean, home dog Baker. Baker's stats are so funny when he, they're underdogs. He plays incredibly well when they're favorites. Plays like ass. Baker loves the chip on his shoulder. You're gonna tell him he's a home dog to this team? Give me, give me Baker. Give me Mad Baker. He might, he, he's gonna wake up feeling dangerous. Go. He has played really well this year. I hadn't really looked at his whole stats, but like four thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns, ten picks. That's a pretty damn good Baker year. Yeah, I think so. Not too Zach, bad, yeah, who I'm you on? Eagles or Bucks? Bucks. I think the Eagles are broken. I think they're going to start that game knowing they've already lost. It's kind of. I think they're just emotionally checked out. If that game gets tough, like I just don't have any faith. Like unless they completely, they just get up to like a fourteen nothing lead and something kicks in. But if that game is anywhere close, I think they're just going to fold. I mean, that was I mean, about the Cardinals. They're up against the Cardinals and they just collapsed. That's true. And you're right, they were up big against the Giants on Christmas and they almost collapsed, so maybe they're just fucked. And Devontae's thing. He's just like a timeless wonder, dude. Like, his yeah, stats are insane. It looks like a creative player on a video game. Just like a thousand yards every year. 13 touchdowns this year, too. Like, he is balling at 30 years old. Yeah, shout out to him. So we all have the same exact games, except I took Lions, you guys took Rams, and I'm not even feeling great about that. Um, and we all took Bucks as our only upset. Well, I guess you guys had Rams as an upset too. Otherwise, we took all the favorites. I wish the Chiefs were playing someone else because I do think they're a bit fraudulent, but man, the, the Dolphins might just be bad. Not bad, but yeah. they... It might just be Tyreek and Waddle and a bunch of guys, and they're banged up. They lost, they lost all their pass rushers. Bradley Chubb, 
tore his ACL. Someone else I can't remember got out. So they're they're beat up defensively too. So all right, boys. After they beat us, I have no. Uh, I thought they were cool up until they beat us, and now I'm like, fuck off. Hope you guys lose every game from here on out. Well, these are worth two apiece, so the only one with any blood on the line is Lions Rams with my with my neck sticking out. We can make a triple points. I think I should get triple. Do points. I make a triple points, Zach? Just for me, that? though, because I missed right, the, you- week one. Either that, or we just can all week one results. Those don't count. I think honestly, I think can we week one can results week are the one. most fair. What we we did can week one for you. It's just a bit that okay. I, I actually, can, uh, actually didn't include them in the first. I'm still behind. How far am I behind? Yeah, Zach, I'm gonna I'm much. gonna just go over. You were last in week two. You were. You were second in week three. You were last in week four. You were last in week five. You were last right, in week six. Uh, yes. You tied for last in week nine. We all tied week 10. You were last in week 11. I was last in week 12. I didn't count, only count week seven up. I, I was last. Fair. Week 14, you were dead last in week 15. <laughs> By a long shot, and you were just last in week sixteen. So you've gone last in about I think like thirteen of the sixteen weeks that I counted. So I'll make the, I'll, I'll even give you triple. I think I could quad. This, I think I could ten point this game, and I might you might not be able to pick it up. So I'll go ahead and triple it, Zach. All right, I like it. Yeah, I'll just watch. Okay, boys. Give me the good pod. I'll let. Uh, you know, we thank you, boys, for uh, our, our listeners for for staying patient with us during the break. You know, Zach was, uh, you know, entertaining the affections of attractive women across the Metroplex. I was in one of those casinos where you have to like walk through the back of a sushi restaurant and knock on a door and go down into a basement, just hold up, throwing away. And Andy was just, and Andy was just living dad life, you know. So that's what yeah, we were. Yeah. That's what we went up to. <laughs> All right, boys. Time to. Hopefully, we're not uh, back here in a week doing the sad pod. I always hate the annual sad pod. Hopefully, we get to delay that for a couple weeks or not have one at all. Maybe we'll have the happiest pod of all. I can't imagine how bad it would be if we lose. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. All right, folks. Well. Thank you so much for listening all season long to season seven of Boys. I can't believe it's season seven. Season seven of Boys Will Be Boys. If you like what you've heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment. Holler at us on Twitter, BWBB underscore pod. Dude, the nerves are up. It's, it's playoff week. We'll be back in a week to discuss Cowboys Packers. Hopefully Cowboys first postseason win over the Packers in quite some time. It'll be fun. Meet us here on this spot a week from today. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boysleby Boys. Playoff time, baby. Take it easy. Peace.